You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You, you feel this, this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Packernet After Dark. It's the show where you call and leave a message. and I listen to it and talk about it. and That's what we do. Actually, I, got a, I, I, I have a really good summary here. My wife just texted me this. Here is the new summary. Your new show is only a food show now and nonsense. <laughs> So, it is a food show and nonsense. Welcome to the food show and nonsense show, the show about food shows and nonsense. Anyways, we got to get to it. We've got a bunch of calls, and I missed, I think I missed two yesterday. I thought I missed one, and uh, I went back and tried to find it and realized, oh, I didn't talk about that one either. So, it's the one of the negatives of bouncing around, because I don't want to do like three Tom calls in a row or whatever, but maybe I'll just have to get over that and start doing that, so I don't miss phone calls. But why don't we get started right off the bat? Um... Make sure I got this set up properly, and I don't, so let's click the right buttons. Bingo, bango, bango. Um, Let's start off with Garrett from SIU. Hey, Ryan, this is Garrett from Southern Illinois. Hey, I'm going to do Rapid Fire Friday for you. Two questions. One, if you had to rename the Packers with a different name, what would it be? Two. All right, so I cheated a little bit, and I read this one, so I thought about it. And there's probably better answers, but I realized the best one I could come up with is the Cheeseheads. And I know that sounds dumb, and it sounds lame, and it sounds generic, but I think that's a good thing. It's the identity of the team. It's the identity of... It's it's something that you take pride in. Not just the fans, but the players and the community and everybody. We are Cheeseheads, so why not just call them Cheeseheads? Let's just make it official. I don't want to do something stupid like the, the Cheeses or the Dairy Farmers or any of that. Just the cheeseheads. And I don't care if anybody wants to laugh about it or my Vikings fans can say whatever they want with their stupid horns on and their purple dresses. I don't care. So I'm going cheeseheads. If you had to wear a jersey for the rest of your life or every day, whose jersey would it be and why? Now, two suggestions. One, JJ, if you have, your wife hasn't had her baby yet, make sure you mark it with a black Sharpie with an unidentifiable mark that only you know what it is. Yeah. Two, if you want to know if it's a baby, just ask the doctor. Don't ask anybody from the government. These, both of these calls are going to get me in trouble, by the way. Two facts. Fact. Okay. Mark Sanchez has more playoff wins than Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Kirk Cousins, and Derek Carr combined. Flaming out. Have a great weekend, Ryan. Bye. All right. Um, like I said, the uh, the canceling will start after today, but it's your show. You can talk about whatever you want. You know, I'm not here to censor you. Freedom of speech and whatnot. 
<laughs> do not test that, by the way. I will absolutely not answer your call. I'm very much kidding about all that. There is no free speech on this platform. Zero. All right. The, the question about the jersey, which one would I wear if I, I, I... I've kind of answered it, although not quite in that way, but Brett Favre, if I had to just pick a jersey, just because, you know, it's just... He is, he is the iconic Packer for me. All right, let's get to uh, the Cancel Ryan show part two. We got Chuck. Hey, Ryan. Chuck from Everett, Washington, home of the pandemic. Hi. Uh, So I'm trying to help you out with your COVID uh, requirements for your podcast. It's a simple question. Yeah. Do you miss lockdown? Okay. Because I do a little bit, and I know a bunch of people died and people freaked out and supply chain stuff yeah but traffic way better let me know but should i just not should i should i just should i just politely move on or what because it's it's not only the part where he glossed over death and all that that that's kind of touchy you know you got to be careful navigating that it's the part where i'm going to agree with him that's going to be ugly you know like the traffic was great and being an introvert, it was nice to be like, oh, man, we can't do all this stuff. Dang. My wife was so mad, and I had such a hard time. Um, I mean, sympathizing I can do, but like trying to hide my personal excitement that we couldn't do anything. Like I, I Especially when this whole thing first started, I, I distinctly remember when they were like, you know, you have to be essential personnel only. I thought for sure. I was going to get pulled over on my way to work, and I'm like, they didn't give me any documentation. What am I going to do? I'm going to go to jail for driving to work. And I, I remember driving around, and it was like me and cops, and that was it. And it was like, this is this is crazy. But yeah, it was like, festivals, don't have to go. Family parties, don't exist. Nothing, I we can't do. I We just have to stay home. We have to. Requirement. Even if I didn't want to stay home and just watch movies, guess what? That's all you're allowed to do. Oh, man. (laughs) uh, You know, again, horrible. But is that maybe a glimmer of positive thing through the terrible? Yeah. Yeah, it was was nice. Shopping was a complete nightmare with those stupid arrows. And I, I didn't even know that was a thing at first. I just, I was so annoyed by everybody. First of all, I'm like walking the wrong way and people would freak out and I didn't even realize it. And I got like halfway through the store before I realized there was arrows on the ground. I'm like, are you freaking serious? But then there was a thing where like you weren't supposed to be near anybody. So I'd be looking for something and people would just stand there and wait behind me. And it's like, just please walk past me. Just do it. And they would not. They would just stand there. And so I'd be like, all right, I guess I'll just move. So then I just start going as though I don't need something here because I got a line of people that are just standing there waiting to go down this aisle because they will not go past me. We all have to move in unison, in sync. Madison, Wisconsin is kind of stupid, but still, the whole world was kind of stupid for a while, and that was a little annoying. And so I just started going the wrong way down aisles because I'm like, this is, what are you going to do? You kick me out of the store because I don't want to go all the way around to go grab a jar of peanut butter? Get out of my way, you absolute idiots. (sighs) <sighs> crazy times. Anyways, I should have got off this a long time ago. Let's get to today's phone calls. See, that's the problem. I'm, I'm too stupid to just skip stuff. I'm too stupid to look at that and be like, don't touch it. Just don't touch it, man. Just keep going. I can't. I'm stupid. All right, let's kick it off with a new phone number. Don't know who it is. Let's see what's going on. Hey, JJ. It's your father-in-law, Andy. 
Hey, I just wanted to touch base with you a little bit on some of the stuff we were talking about last time we talked. You know, this is the Lions' year. I, uh, I'm, I'm at a loss here. I'm, at, I'm at a. Is JJ handing out my number and telling people it's his? Is that what we're doing right now? Is he? Did he literally write? Like, is he handing out his business cards with my phone number on it? I'm getting calls from his in-laws telling me about the Lions. I, I, we'll do this. This is fine. This is fine. I'll, I'll do this. I'm just, I'm just, I'm having a hard time figuring out exactly how we came to this point. Continue, JJ's father-in-law, Andy. I need to know what you think about this because I know you understand that the Lions are going to go this year. This is Super Bowl year for the Lions. This is fake. This is, what is this? I mean, how can we not with Aiden Hutchinson coming in? I mean, I'm looking at, he's going to have at least 20 sacks, at least, <sighs> at least 20 sacks this year. And you know what? You know he's going to come in and introduce himself to, to Aaron Rodgers. You know he's going to introduce himself. But then you look at what we've got coming back. Okuda is, Okuda is not good. Coming back from his Achilles tear. Jared Davis, he's back with the Lions. I mean, Jared Davis, as in like worst garbage linebacker in the history of football ever, Jared Davis, or like a different Jared Davis. Come on, man. Sewell is going to have a breakout year. I mean, this is it. This is Sewell is I mean, so uh, okay. I'll grant you Sewell and Hutchinson are great. I'll even grant you twenty sacks. You're still not going to win a Super Bowl their year you can't deny that i can i did and i will forever what we got in the backfield between swift and williams i mean swift is not good and williams is was like our number three running back so yeah it's going to be incredible back there incredibly what swift is not a good running back and jamal is is okay as like a backup and then you got hutchinson and st brown and chark and you have, did you say Hutchinson and St. Brown and Chark? Or did I, um, Chark is okay. He's a decent wide receiver. St. Brown, you know, fine. He's, he's a good wide receiver. Maybe we don't really know. He had like a elite second half of one year. So it's kind of a small sample size. We're not sure, but yeah, that's, that's fair. And then you got that injured guy who runs fast. So there's that. Um, are you going to mention who the quarterback is by chance or and Williams possibly coming in midseason to just completely blow it up I mean blow what up his knee this is the year that you're going to see the Lions go to the Super Bowl mark my words young man give me a shout and let me know what you think talk to you soon JJ call call your call your dad man he's uh he's he's been drinking um Let's get to Tom's first call, and I think we're just going to go one, two, three for Tom here because, again, I don't want to skip around too much and then um, kind of miss stuff. So let's see what Tom's got to say. Hello. Hey. This is Tom Austin. Going on, play. Calling in with a couple of questions. Yeah. Question number one. Mm. Uh, why are your taste buds so terrible to say that vegetables taste bad? Is this in dispute? People dispute this? I didn't know that was even in dispute. Vegetables are amazing. Second question. That's not a question. Well, it's more of just like a prediction, really. 
Um, what would you say would be the NFC? Like, well, what do you envisioning early on this season for the NFC side of the playoffs? Mm-hmm. You can feed them if you want to, but if not, just toss the teams in there and give a reason why. All right, and then. So, I mean, my default, I always got to pull up a list of teams just because my brain isn't able to just see them all at once. My default is to go with the same teams and then see if anything's different. Um, although, yeah, that is tough. I'm leaning possibly Eagles over Cowboys. I don't know if the Cowboys fall how far they fall, but at the same time, I think they were better than they got credit for last year. I think they were better than their record. I think they were quite good. So I don't really know what to make of Dallas. But I think Philadelphia is probably going to be better than a 9-8 and eight team. Uh, Tampa will probably be there again. Um, New Orleans, I don't know. It, it all comes down to, like most teams, it all comes down to the quarterback and do they have one. Uh, Packers will be there. Vikings might be there. I, I would imagine they're better than 8-9 and nine this year, but who knows. Uh, apparently the Lions will be there, according to JJ's uh, family members. And then there's the um, NFC West, which comprises the majority of the playoff teams. I don't know what to make of them necessarily. Um, Arizona, I never know what to make of them. Uh, Kyler Murray actually did grade out extremely well as a passer last year, which was the one weird thing about that whole situation is he became a terrible runner and a really good passer. And it scared me when he became a really good passer because it's like, if this guy can be an elite passer and still run and all that, then then we're all in trouble. But for some reason, he's just the worst running court. He's fast, but he's the worst rushing quarterback in football. Um, the 49ers, I have no faith in because their quarterback has, has done nothing. And until I see him being anything other than trash, I don't see it. So, um, Seattle won't be there. Arizona, I guess I'll say, I, I just, I don't know anything about their team. I don't know anything about it. I, I, I last I saw their, their offensive line is trash. They've never been able to run the football. Their wide receivers are, there, but they need like a billion of them. I don't know what their quarterback is. And then the defense, I just, who's there? I don't know anything about the, the Cardinals. I, I just, I don't get it. Um, but I'll say Rams will be there. Packers will be there. Cowboys and Eagles will be there. Tampa will be there. And then, you know, a few maybes distributed throughout. It's the best I can do for you at this time. Tom, you may continue. Finally, got any plans for... Uh, Halloween for the family, my wife. Halloween, dude, calm down. Is this is this a thing we're gonna do now? Because I know we do this for Christmas. Like as soon as Halloween is over, we gotta freak out about about Christmas, which I don't mind because I like Christmas. But it's July, dude. I don't know. I know some people get jacked up about Christmas. I used to when I was like eight, but I don't really get excited about Christmas as much. Or excuse me, about um. Halloween as much? Do I have Do I have plans for Halloween? No, I don't have plans for Halloween. It's all set up for a Star Wars theme this year, where I'm going to be dressed up as the Mandalorian. I don't know what that is. A fun little time. All righty. Have a good one. All right, man. Bye. See ya in about uh, two seconds. I got a little creative boost going. In Dang. Terms of questions, so I'm just going to ask another one real quick. <sighs> More like three, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, the Thomas Austin, by the way. Thomas Austin Show. Thank you, everybody, for listening. The Thomas Austin Show. Uh, continue to listen. It's great stuff. Call in. Ryan will tell you the number. Uh, question number one is, if the NFL were to expand for four new teams to come in, 
Uh, what cities would you personally go out and be like, hey, NFL, hey, this, this is good stuff. Pick this city, this city, this city, this city, whatever. That's question number one. Question. Um, slightly different. I, I was going to say I've answered that question a bunch of times, but that is a different little twist. Uh, I know San Antonio is real popular. I would probably leave that on there. You said four more, so I, I got to come up with a lot. Um, so San Antonio would be cool, just because you know if, if I, it's got to be a city I'd want to maybe visit or see someday. That would, that would I could work with that. Um, Madison maybe, or just somewhere in this range, maybe Watertown or something. You know, just because it's close and I could just go there. Although I don't want to go there and I don't want traffic, so maybe we'll scratch that. Um, I don't I don't know. There's already Tampa. I don't really want to go anywhere else. Maybe maybe I just want them close by just because then the Packers don't really have to go very far when they play those teams. You know, it's like a bunch of home games. So we'll just say like Manaqua. We'll scratch we'll scratch San Antonio. We'll say Manaqua, Watertown, Waukesha, because those two are close to me. Manaqua's cool to go to and um I don't know, Hayward or something. There you go. All in Wisconsin. Next. Number two. You have to face off against one of these four <laughs> uh, horror movie franchise icon killers. Okay. Jason Voorhees, Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers, Leatherface. Yeah. You have to fight one. Your choice. Curious to hear that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, it's not going to be Michael Myers because you can't kill that guy. You just you, I've learned you can't kill him. Freddy Krueger is in your dreams, so that complicates things quite a bit. Um, he's not the scariest in the world, but he can kind of like, it's like, it, I, I, that's, I mean, that's, it's, it's scary. It's, it's, it's tormenting that he's going to be in your dreams and he can kill you while you're sleeping and all that. It's, it's a little much for me. Um, so Jason, I don't really remember if Jason is like Michael Myers. I think he like, isn't he like in the water and stuff? So it's like, you can't really drown the guy. I think I'm going Leatherface cause he's just a dude. Granted, he's, you know, he's got that, that farm strength and everything else and like he'll jack you up for sure, but you got a shot. I mean, the point is, if you have a gun, you can shoot him and kill him, and it's over. I'm quite positive. I mean, again, different Leatherface movies. Maybe he's more of like a superhero type thing, but you could take him out. You know, it's just it's just that in those movies they didn't, and so there you go. But that is, that is my general understanding of those guys. Um, and so honestly, it's really not even not even close. In fact. Um, I know you said I have to face off with him, but Leatherface, it's more or less like, just don't bug the guy. Like, he just wants to be alone. Um, he's an introvert, and he just wants to be left alone. And I, I get it. Like, I, I moved all the way out here to be left alone, and you won't leave me alone, so I will chainsaw you right in the face. Like, I, you know, I can respect it enough to just stay away from the guy. And I think he would respect that, and we'd, we'd get along fine. In fact, in the newest one that came out, it really was like he's just, like, living in a house in a town and it's not a problem because people just leave him alone. And then when people start not met, leaving him alone, that's when he just absolutely goes psycho and kills everybody. Uh, oh, yeah. Continue on. Sorry. And then question number three. Yep. If you had to bring someone from the longest yard, Adam Sandler's the longest yard, everything, on to the team, it has to be, you know, on the mean machine, all right? Not the guards. The mean machine. Who you bring on for the team? All right. You- Bye. You guys keep asking me these questions with these movies that I've seen like once 20 years ago. I, I Just give me Sandler, I guess. I don't want to look it up. I just don't want to look it up. It wasn't that good of a movie. So I'll just, I'll take Sandler because I don't care. Sorry, dude, but you know, 
I, the only other guy I remember is the is the little Mexican guy that's bad at stuff. <laughs> and I don't even know. I'm pretty sure he's bad at everything, so I don't want him. So I'll take I'll take Sandler. All right, Tommy, give me your last question of the day. Tom's Austin and Tom's Austin Show. Hi, Good Thomas day, Austin, Thomas Austin Show. Good to talk to you. Nice to see Midnight, you. Midnight, you know, things are just coming to me. Uh, also, this time when I called and the voicemail answered. It really is. Usually he calls like three very different times. He has rapid-fired his 9, 10, 11 questions, however many it's been, between 12.22 and 12.32. This has been 10 minutes for him to do all this. It sounded like it was exasperated with me. It's like it's fed up with me. Fair enough. Uh, question number, what, seven? Uh, is there anything more annoying than Skull and that stupid horn in Minnesota? I mean, you know, I touched upon the Bears, I touched upon the Lions. I haven't really talked about the Vikings, and all I can't really think of without knowing that they're extremely stuffness. And then, you know, question number two. So I hate when people ask me that. Because I have the most anti-Packers answer to that in the world, and that is that I actually really like their horn. Um, I think it is the most ominous thing ever, and it freaks me out. It's one of those things that like gives you chills in a bad way, and I really wish we had something like that. You know, I mean, I mean, come on, I mean, am I really alone in this? It's like third down. You're in Minnesota. You're watching the Packer game, and you hear that horn. And it's not just like a, you know, it's it's not like this annoying, stupid thing. It doesn't even sound like, that's the thing. It, it doesn't sound like the horn that they're trying to make it out to be. They went like full on, it's like something from a movie, like a Predator or something. It's 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 the call of death. It's, it's I'm sorry. I, I, you know, I make fun of them for wearing purple. The skull thing is, is I guess, kind of stupid. I don't know. At least it's something. It is a little weird to be like over your head and stuff, but I don't know. It seems kind of like a death chant, which I guess is fair enough. So I don't, I don't, I, I'm, I'm indifferent, indifferent to the skull thing, but I think the horn is awesome. And I think, I wish we had some kind of a horn like that. And I've, I've said that a few times and I'm sorry that that's my opinion, but I'm, I'm just going to give you the truth. So there you go. Is, thank you for hosting my show and everything, but uh, I just need to know a couple things in order for this relationship to move on going forward. Okay. Uh, question number, or <clears throat> part one yeah. of this one is, uh, list uh, a couple of strengths in the podcasting realm that you have, three at most, and then list three weaknesses that you have, uh, specifically being a Packers fan who hates other Packers fans. I'm joking. I know you don't. Well, I mean, sorry. Sometimes you hate egregious Packer fans, which is fair. All right, and the final. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and skip that one because I'm not gonna interview for my own show. I don't think I don't think I'm gonna do that. So we'll we'll go to your next one. I was gonna do the whole I care too much thing, but I you know we'll we'll just we'll just assume I'm qualified. Okay, that's that's what we'll do. Question is if. You went back in time. You had all the information that you have in your head right now, but back in to when you're in the body of your, yourself when you were younger. Yeah. What would you go out and seek as a career opportunity that isn't anything related to this? Have a great day, night, evening, whatever time that you record that. Bye. I'm sure this is against the rules, but I'm obviously just going to um, buy a lottery ticket or bet on, I mean, I'm going to be a full-time gambler and just bet on games and stuff and, 
whatever I can remember, I guess, you know, I mean, I, I guess it depends if I know this is happening or if I just teleport and I'm just there and I'm like, oh crap, I don't remember what the, the winning lottery numbers are. Obviously, if I know I'm going back, even give me 30 seconds notice and tell me what time period I'm going to, I'm going to win the next big thing. I mean, I'm going to go back and win a bunch of these lottery things, but uh, that will be, that will be my full-time job. So thanks, Tom. Round of applause for Tom and the Thomas Austin show. Um, let's just take a break here. And then we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 more calls to get to, but uh, feel free to call in six zero eight five zero one zero seven one eight. Take a break. We'll be right back. We all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So us cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Tom, it's Goose. Honored to be on your show. Yep. I have a really important question for you. If you had to replace one of our superstar players with Patrick Swayze from yeah. Roadhouse, which player is it going to be? Can't wait to hear you break this down. <sighs> See, I, I f- my instinct is to completely let you down and just pick like the person furthest down on the depth chart as I can, because it doesn't matter. But, um, see, I, I haven't seen it, man. That's the problem. So I don't know. I guess based on his build, he can't be an offensive or defensive lineman. He could probably be just about anything. I don't want him to be a running back. Could be wide receiver. Uh, there are no white corners ever, so he can't be a corner. Could be a safety. I don't know about linebacker, although we are going trimmer, faster type linebackers these days. What did we learn about the movie? I'm trying to remember what the summary was. He was a cooler, which meant a bouncer, right? Kind of like, kind of like blocking. Can't be an offensive lineman, but maybe tight end. Can that, can that be the answer? Or do we need further analysis? I, I feel like we might be okay with that. 
I guess he's going to be a, and I have to replace a player. Um, It's not going to be Mercedes, although it kind of, you know, the whole blocking thing or whatever, but let's be completely honest. He is not big enough for that job. Um, I'd hate to say DeGuara because I like DeGuara, but if I got to give somebody up, I'm not going to give up Tunyon. So I, I, I don't want to do that. Let's just do Sal Canella. All right. I'm going to do Sal Canella. And then, then we can just cut him. All right, let's get to uh, Justin, who um, regularly wants to call in about the Detroit Lions, and hopefully we've helped him to uh, navigate this, and he's a Packer fan today. Justin, what's going on, man? Hey, Ryan, Justin. Um, first of all, uh, thanks for taking all my calls on the Lions dilemma and um, helped me out a lot. Mm-hmm. I think the some of it is I'm just being too nice. That's what yes. it is. Like, if I chose to be a whatever fan, and if my team's doing good and is good, I just have to be ruthless. Yes. And then that should take care of the problem. So kind of sounds like that's where you kind of fall in the spectrum. Yes. So thanks for that. Also, my question is, um, I used to be a petty play, a petty fan and like if a, per, a player's personality or off field behavior was this or that that bugged me, it really caused me to dislike a team or a player and really have bad opinions. Okay. Since then, I've kind of realized, you know, they're not being paid for their personality. They're being paid for their talent on field. And so my question to you is, um, do you think the NFL should be doing a better job trying to help these players when they become like overnight millionaires or, you know, what can be done? Cause it seems like it's a pretty recurring problem that XYZ player beat their girlfriend up or got messed up in the club or, you know, whatever. And where do you fall in that spectrum of does that affect you and your ability, you know, to like or dislike a team slash player? And I know all that's going to probably be centralized, centralized around Packers, which is fine. But just wanted your general opinion of kind of the NFL as a whole today. And I don't know if it is. I feel like it kind of keeps gaining steam as we get more and more as the money keeps increasing. Anyway, love your thoughts on that. Thanks. Um, definitely not to the extent that it has for you. I don't think I've ever ruled out an entire team. Although, if you get a situation as bad as with the Browns, for example, um, you know, again, it's hard to hate the whole team, but it would be hard to root for them in any capacity either. Um, but I also just kind of feel bad for the fans. I think, first of all, your your first question of should the NFL be doing more to help them? I think teams. Should I don't I don't know if I should say should do more because I don't know what they're doing. I know that teams have had like financial people come in to talk about finances and all these different. I'm sure they have different people come in and, and talk to them. I don't know to what capacity and to what effect. Some of these guys, it's just it's not going to matter. You know, it's it's their personality. It's just who they are, and um, you know, it is what it is. But I, I do think it should be important, and and not just out of charity to the person. These are assets. You're you're going to pay somebody tens of millions of dollars to play football for you or or even a million dollars to play football for you, you need to protect your investment. And that means making sure that they are taking care of themselves on and off the field, mentally, emotionally, financially, relationally, every single way that you possibly can. If, if nothing else, make sure they understand that you will help them with whatever resources necessary. If it's not up front, you know, any issues you're having, please come to us and we will find you whatever help you need. If you're having 
addiction issues, if you're having, you know, anger issues, if you're having relational issues, we will get you counseling, we'll do whatever. At the very least, you should be doing that. And again, I don't I don't think it needs to be charity. It's it's a matter of of doing what's best for you, but also doing what's best for us. It's it's so and I, you know, there's not I'm not saying there's anything wrong with charity. I'm just saying it's it's not a matter of I think they should do it as, as an obligation to the person. I think it's just common sense that you should want to even if you're a garbage human being, and I think the reason I bring that up is because that's the assumption. They would never do that because they only care about the dollar and they only care about, well, if they did, they'd be doing a better job of, of protecting these guys from themselves. Um, as far as my ability to like the player, I think the biggest thing, I, I try to look past it, but it, it just makes it hard because I want football to be somewhat of an escape. That's the biggest issue I have with with players getting political, for an example, but also even when they do things that are criminal. Because I want to just, I just want this to be football, and I just want to see you as a football player. And I don't mean that in a, in a dehumanizing way. I get that you are something outside of football, but I, I just want this to be about football. I want football to be about football. That's it. And if you're a criminal, it's like, well, now I feel like I can't cheer for you, and I, I you know, but but I want to, and I, I don't really, and the, but and then even beyond that, there's a question of of you know maybe depending on what the issue is, can I trust you as somebody that would be good for the locker room? You know, and, and it does bleed into the game of football as well. So I don't really like you off the field, and I'm trying to ignore that reality. But at the same time, I probably shouldn't. And the fact that I even have this moral dilemma is annoying. But beyond that, there is a football equation to this: your ability to be a good teammate, and do people even like you, and and your your habits on, you know, again, I don't know what the off the field thing is that we're talking about necessarily, but, you know, does that personality defect bleed into your ability to be your best version of of yourself as a football player? So generally speaking, I can kind of get past it. There have been a couple that I I struggle to get past that I don't really like their, um, I don't like them as people, but there are also a lot of people I just don't like as football players because they just annoy me. Like every single 49er that's ever ever been, I don't like. You know, a, a lot of people probably think the the Kaepernick comments that I've made are because of his knee thing and everything else. I hated Colin Kaepernick when 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 he <laughs> what he did to us on the field. And it's not just him, it was everybody. I hated that football team. And Seattle, same similar things there. I think the only NFC West opponent that I didn't hate was probably Larry Fitzgerald, just because it's freaking Larry Fitzgerald and, and everybody has to love that guy. But that whole division could just burn, in my opinion. So I don't know, it all kind of blends in together. And half the time, I don't even, I, I can't keep track of who's done what. So sometimes I'll dislike a guy and I don't even know why. Maybe it was something off the field, maybe it was something on the field, I don't know. But I will say it's, it's relatively rare, especially since, you know, usually these guys end up getting suspended, so I don't have to worry about it. But, you know, Tyreek, for example, I forgot that he was a scumbag until until just this moment when I've been trying to think about stuff. So I, I've been talking glowingly about Tyreek Hill because I just forgot. So I don't know. I, I, I Again, I don't think it impacts me as much as it necessarily does you, but it is a problem. It is an annoyance. Um, and I absolutely think teams and the NFL should do everything they can to uh, help the players who are, you know, 20-year-old multimillionaires. But, you know, if nothing else, just protect your investment. Next up, we have uh, my wife. Hi, Ryan. It's your wife. Hi. I was wondering a couple of questions. Are you a true Packer fan? Okay. What job would you have if you followed your childhood dream? Mm-hmm. And I love you. Please take out the garbage. Okay. Bye. 
So I knew that last part was coming because she only calls when I have chores to do, and I haven't done that. She did ask me that uh, probably yesterday. Listen, you know, if you push hard enough, you can make room in the garbage. I'm just saying. You know, you just flip the paper plate upside down so you're not touching all the stuff on top, and you, you give her a little push. You can, you can squeeze a full day out of it. It just really gets wedged in there. It's hard to pull it out, but, you know, I'm just saying. I'll take the garbage out. Um, am I a true Packer fan? The, the, the problem with that question is she knows I am, but now everybody's going to question it. because why, why wouldn't your wife know if you're a true Packer fan? So uh, I'll just say yes and leave it at that. What job would you have if you followed your childhood dream? I feel like this is a similar question somebody else just asked. Yeah, if I could go back in time or whatever. Um, well, I know for a while I wanted to be an airline mechanic because that's what my dad did. I also wanted to be a Green Bay Packer. Other than that, I don't think I had a lot of dreams. I know I wanted to be an actuary because I found out they make a bunch of money. Um, other than that, I didn't really have a career I wanted to do until I got older and wanted to be a game warden. And then that didn't uh, materialize. So I, I don't know. You said childhood dream, so game warden wouldn't count. I guess it would be uh, Green Bay Packer would be the answer. Or airline mechanic. So I will, I will take care of the, the garbage. Did we take a break? We did take a break. All right, Garrett. Garrett's got a couple questions for us. Go for it, Garrett. Hey, Ryan. This is Garrett from Illinois. Hey. Hey, it got me thinking after you had mentioned how bad SIU's mascot was that yeah. made me wonder what would Green Bay Packers mascot be like if they changed their name and what would it be? First of all, they don't have to change their name. What would their mascot be today if they had a mascot? Just saying. So, curious about that. All right, that was the end of the question. Um, I mean, it, I, I, if they change their name, then it would be whatever they change their name to, right? Like if they became the the pirates, then the mascot would probably be a pirate, would be my guess. But what would their mascot be if they didn't change their name and if they just kind of stayed what they are? I don't know, man. We'll just stick with the cheesehead thing. It'd be it'd be like a a guy in a coat, you know, like one of those white lab coats. But he's he's a, a guy that works at a meat factory and he wears a cheese hat. I guess I don't I don't know, man. It's it's not. I could see why they don't have a mascot. Second question is, if you're going to wear a Green Bay Packers jersey for the rest of your life, what is happening today? Whose number would it be and why? Then a couple of smackdowns. One, uh, just between you and me, if you want to share this with Tom, uh, his doctor called, his Ritalin prescription is ready to be picked up. <laughs> and secondly, what has more holes in it? Go on. The, green, uh, the Chicago Bears roster yep. or Clayton's family reunion Smiles with those those toothless grins. <laughs> Have a great weekend, Ryan. I'm out. All right, so Tom needs to pick up his Ritalin. I need to pick a jersey. Brett Favre already done that. Um, and then what has more holes in it? The Chicago Bears roster or Clayton's family's teeth at a family reunion? Um. I don't I'm sure Clayton has a really nice family, so I'll say the Chicago Bears. I don't I don't wanna I'll I'll let him be that guy <laughs> to make to make those jokes. I'm I'll I'll leave it alone. But also it's probably true because the Bears roster is trash. That is pretty funny though. <laughs> I feel like this whole show is just baiting Clayton to please call back in and give us some more Claytonism. Just constantly ripping on the guy. But Garrett's got a little bit more for us. Let's see what Garrett's got to say. Hey, Ryan, I forgot one thing. Yep. Uh, please remind JJ to take his training wheels off his bicycle before he rides at the training camp because I don't think the players would 
viewed as being a very good uh, look for him. So right. just pass that on to him. I'm sure it would save him the, the emotional distress of uh, being turned down because of his training wheels. I mean, maybe. First of all, you don't want to take him off too early because then you fall over. Um, but, you know, I mean, if you see a grown adult with training wheels on the bike, there might be some thoughts as to developmental disability type of thing. And, and maybe maybe they would be like, aw, and take his bike. And in reality, he just doesn't know how to ride a bike. I'm just saying it's possible. You got to work all the angles. John from Phoenix is next up. Yeah, man, this is uh, your buddy John from Phoenix. Go uh, on. I enjoyed listening to the uh, nickname podcast this morning. You talked about the Lions and all their fancy nicknames and such. Oh yeah. And uh, I noticed uh, on the uh, uh, Packernet after dark, you uh, referred to me as Johnny. Uh, my saintly grandmother used to call me Johnny when I was a kid, and. Usually that's reserved for my closest friend. Oh, I apologize. And I figured you and I are friends, right? Sure. Um, what? No. I, I sense you're saying no at this point. I, well, I said but sure. in my mind, we're buddies. Yeah. And uh, call me John. Uh, that's what's important. Go, Pat, go. Keep listening. I may call back in a little bit. Bye. All right. And he did. He called back in 10 minutes. What do you got for me, John? Right, I mean, Johnny. This is uh, Johnny from Phoenix. JJ. Um, JJ. So, J- so, hold on. So, so I get in trouble for calling you Johnny, and then JJ gets the question. I see how it is. I've had a few thoughts about uh, about uh, Dobbs and his number, number 87. All right. Now, hear me out. I'm listening. Uh, you know, Rogers was drafted in 05, sat on the bench. This is going to be deep. I thought we were just going right into Jordy Nelson, and, and now we're going, okay, all right, I, I might need a pen and paper. Rodgers was drafted in 05, sat on the bench. Got it. While he was on the bench, the tight end named David Martin. Oh, my goodness. Oof. And then a tight end named Ryan Krause, both ward number 87. Okay. Rodgers becomes a starting quarterback in 08. Who was drafted in 08? Jordy Nelson. Okay. Nelson gets number 87. Their connection was instantaneous, on and off the field. They became good buddies. Okay. Then in 2017, after the 2017 season, Jordy's unceremoniously cut from the team. Okay. 12 is not happy. Right. 2018 season, nobody wore number 87. Right. Then in 2019, Jay Sternberger is drafted. I see where Rogers liked him right away. He liked him personally on and off the field. Jace wore that uh, in 2019 and 2020 seasons. He wasn't great, but he had his moments. And again, Rogers liked him until he was suddenly let go because of his, uh, let's say, legal troubles. Okay. 2021 season, nobody wore number 87. Okay. Now here we are, 2022. Romeo Dobbs is drafted. He's assigned number 87. Right. We're already seeing, after a couple, three days of training camp, the connection that uh, that number 12 and uh, Dobbs have already gotten going. And I think that connection is going to grow as the season grows. And I think uh, that Rodgers is going to expect Dobbs to be on the field more and more as the season goes on. 
I just wanted to give you an opportunity to get on the Dobbs train now while it's uh, still early. <laughs> also, another uh, weird... Uh, you are a good friend. Coincidence, you were born in 1987. Close. Uh, actually, I don't know what year you were born, but it sounded funny. Uh, anyhow, <laughs> go pack go. I'll keep listening. This This call reminded me very much of Stranger Things. And if you haven't seen it and you intend to or you're a few in, then maybe don't listen because I'm not sure how much of a spoiler this is going to be. But during that big twist, you know, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. I'm trying to be vague here, but when everything kind of came into play, I thought I knew what the twist was going to be as it was unraveling and as we were starting to see what was going on with, like, number one and all that stuff. Um I thought I knew where this was headed and I started getting like chills up my arm like, oh, dude, that's crazy. And then it wasn't exactly that. I'm like, yeah, all right. Well, that's less crazy, but I guess it makes sense. You don't want to, you don't want to take it there, but it's not the twist I thought it was going to be. And it was less interesting than I thought it was going to be, but it was still a good twist. I thought for sure this was going to be about Jordan Love because you're saying Rogers was drafted and he sits, but there were a couple of guys that were around the time that he was drafted, that got drafted, that were tight ends, number 87, right? Kind of irrelevant, but you're drafted, you suck, you sit, 87, tight end, they're not good. Then, a couple, two, three years later, as you phrased it, couple is two, three is three, but we'll leave, it, we'll leave that alone. A couple, two, three years later, they dra- you are brought into quarterback C. There's a number 87, Instant chemistry. Now, the, the timeline's going to be a little bit off because Jordan Love obviously isn't starting now, but I thought that's where we were headed. Drafted. Jordan Love was drafted. He sucked. He sits. There's an 87 tight end that plays there. Not very good. He leaves. New 87 comes in. You become the quarterback, and off into eternity we go. I thought that was the twist we were going for, but um, I guess we're just kind of repeating history with Rodgers is the, the the way that this is going, so... Fair enough. That works, I guess. I appreciate the, uh, the insights there. I like my storyline a little better, but you know, we'll, we'll let the people decide. Next up, we once again have unknown caller, so cross your fingers that this goes okay. Packernet Podcast. What's up? Ryan, what's up, man? Oh, this nothing. The Homestyle here in Arkansas. Homestyle. Uh, first time listener, long time caller. All right. Uh, Man, I am running short on time today, so I think I'm going to pull a Tom and try to fit in a couple <laughs> questions real quick in one call. All right. So first one, man, hearing a lot about Tyler Goodson, his hands, uh, his speed, kind of crazy that he went undrafted. Anyways, I'm curious if he, if you think he possibly has a shot at making the team in a Tyler Irvin role. Okay. I, uh, I haven't had a chance to Google any comparisons or anything on Hyder White yet, but uh, first question is, I guess, could you see him possibly making the team and, and fitting that role that we use Tyler Irvin in? So I don't know necessarily about Tyler Irvin, but I will say that I think there is a good chance he could make the team. Um, I think if you look at the current depth chart, Obviously, Jones and Dylan are number one, number two, and then we're probably looking at maybe just one more. Kylan Hill was that guy before. I think they like Kylan Hill, but I also think a lot of that had to do with the fact that he was the the kick returner. I think Kylan Hill is injured. I think when he was on the field, he was bad, and I think he's about to lose his kick return job, and he's still not on the field. So there's a good chance he's going to lose his job. Patrick Taylor, 
I get the impression the Packers are just not super fond of him. I like him, but it's just the impression I get. And Tyler Goodson is just kind of that guy right now. So, yeah, I, I think I'm having a hard time trying to sort where who to put where. But if you told me Tyler Goodson was sort of RB3 or at least was, was knocking on that door, it wouldn't surprise me a ton. In terms of role, I, I think generally they want a they want all their running backs to be runners, receivers, blockers. I don't think they want anybody to necessarily just be gadgety. So it's you got to be able to do a little bit of everything. But, uh, yeah. And second question is uh, more kind of a statement, I guess, something I've been thinking about to get your thoughts on it maybe. is, right. uh, Man, well, I love hearing, you know, the good information on Dubs and all the hype, and he's, you know, playing life out so far, you know, it's training camp. Fourth round pick, yada, 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 is uh, – Man, it kind of concerns me that most of these battles are against Stokes. And, you know, fourth round is Dubs just this magical fourth round wide receiver? Or is it maybe showing us that Stokes hasn't taken much of a step yet from how good, you know, he was playing last year? So I'm just, you know, try to think of the flip side on everything. And, uh, you know, is that a possibility that, you know, Stokes maybe is, uh, just not quite up to par yet so far in training camp. And the last So yeah, and I kinda of talked about that on I guess I think it's tomorrow's podcast, I'm not sure. And actually I think it was Aaron Nagler that had addressed it. Um somebody had made that comment about Stokes and, and because Lazard caught a pass for a touchdown against Stokes and somebody had said, Why do I keep seeing all these terrible notes? about Stokes, is he just trash or whatever, and he's saying essentially all you're seeing are the negative. You're not seeing the 20, you know, plays before that where he locked the guy down, right? But just out of curiosity, I want to look at Dobbs and see how many people we can, um, just to kind of see who he was up against. So he caught one, I guess, today against Sean Davis. Uh, Not all these list the um, defender, but... Let's see, another touchdown, um, Moss Stokes, so there's a Stokes one. There was the really big catch where he smashed into Darnell Savage. I mentioned that on the podcast tomorrow too, but um, he ended up holding on to that one. That was against Savage. And then the only other two notes that I have are from the first day, Romeo Dobbs just mossed KB and Ento. And the other note actually is Stokes does a great job using the sideline as his help, just stayed in Dobbs' pocket down the field, great coverage. Now, there have been other people, especially Alan Lazard, that was kind of picking on Stokes, I think especially day one. Um, maybe not. But but Lazard was killing everybody. So Rodgers to Lazard was Stokes in coverage. But then the next one is, uh, what a catch from Lazard against Amos. So, I mean, I, I think there's kind of consistency there where when Lazard, Lazard's having it's not as though everybody's shutting guys down except Stokes. The only guy that's shutting everybody down is Jair. That's it. But also, if you think about it, I haven't really heard from Lazard. I mean, he caught the one pass against Stokes today. Otherwise, I haven't hardly heard from Lazard since day one. So, you know, where did he go? Maybe it's largely um, Stokes. But again, there's, there's other guys, too. I haven't heard from Winfrey since day one. Haven't heard from, hard, from hardly anybody. So I know he's locking up somebody out there. I just I can't be there to see who it is all the time. The thing I'll hit you with, man, is uh, Firehouse Dub. Yeah. 100% legit. On the uh, beef brisket, yeah. best toasted sub out there. However, uh, the other night we uh, 
probably the third or fourth time now, but I had forgot about and don't sleep on Domino's sandwiches, man. Domino's sandwiches? Domino's has sandwiches? The pizza place? If you have a good one in your area, got a chicken parm from there the other night. What? And it was amazing. So uh, there's another option for you. Pack your neck, guys. We'll see y'all later. Man, y'all have a wonderful Saturday afternoon. Domino's sandwiches. I got to look that up. Sure enough, sandwiches right there. That does look pretty good. Buffalo chicken, chicken habanero. It's got a lot of green stuff on there, but you can probably just not have that on there. Philly cheese, chicken bacon ranch, Italian chicken parm. That chicken parm does look dope, man. I don't know if I have any Domino's around here, but that is interesting. Good to know. All right, we got uh, two more to go. Let's keep it rocking. Hey, Tom, uh, just one last call for the day. All we right. all know about your incredible addiction to instant coffee. Yes. What's your feeling about a proper cold brew iced coffee? A lot of ice, a little bit of ice, cream, sugar. Let us know. Uh, these are questions that people are asking. I'm just, uh, you know, getting on the phone so that you can hear sure. the sound of my voice. Yeah. I All righty. Don't forget to like and subscribe yep. and uh, visit Patreon. Blah, blah. <laughs> uh, go, Pat, go. I'll keep listening. <laughs> that was a great pitch. Thank you. Uh, that was really kind until the blah, blah. But, yeah. Um, see, you're, you're just flat out asking the wrong guy, and I feel like you know that. Because you started by acknowledging that I drink instant coffee. And then you're asking me about like a, a proper cold brew. I don't even know what that is. Is is it just coffee over ice? Because I do that sometimes. But I the only reason I do that is because I can't drink it fast enough. And I just want to slam coffee. So sometimes I'll, I'll get a, a coffee and I'll throw some ice in it. And I'll get my little mixer thing and I'll mix it up just to cool it off. And then I'll just slam it down. I don't know what proper cold brew is what that even means. And then really for me, it's just a matter of sometimes I'll put sweetener in my coffee just because it's, you know, bitterness gets to be a little bit much depending on, you know, how much it sucks. Like my instant, I almost always put sweetener in because it's, it's, it's hard to drink. It's getting a little rough for me to, to, to just slam that down. I mean, I can, I just don't like it. It's way better with sweetener in it. And yeah, I, I could just use sugar, but I've become so accustomed to using sweetener back when I was like, you know, trying to stay away from carbs or whatever. The flavor of it, I just prefer in coffee. So now it's like, if I put sugar, it's just not as good. So I, I don't know. A lot of ice, little ice. I don't know, dude. I just want to cool it off. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Do I, do I put, now I, I will say just on the coffee front, sometimes my wife will make my coffee for me. She'll ask. And, and that is the full opposite end of the spectrum. That is first of all, real coffee. Second of all, it is like 50, 50 coffee and creamer, and then just a bunch of sugar, candy coffee, as she refers to it. So I'm not going to put that much effort into it. I used to. That's when I started drinking. I actually taught myself to drink black coffee because I used to drink so much coffee, but I had to doctor it up. And so I would, like in high school and stuff, and I think even middle school or whatever, I'd put creamer and sugar in it. But I would drink, like I said, so much coffee, I just got tired of making it. So I was like, I'm just going to force myself to drink it black. And so I drank it and it was miserable. And after like three or four cups, it was like, it's fine. And that's just how that works. Same with instant. I... And that, that's actually how I learned to drink instant. I went to Florida, didn't know instant was a thing. I had no idea that was even a thing. I bought a thing of it. My wife's like, why did you buy this? I'm like, because we need coffee. We're on vacation and I would like to drink coffee. Is that okay with you? She's like, yeah, it's instant though, stupid. She didn't say that. 
that's not, that's not how the conversation went, but that's more or less, I mean, let's be honest, that's kind of what, what happened. And so me being me, I'm not just going to get rid of it. I bought this and it's coffee, so I guess I have to drink it. And it was the worst thing in the world. But after the second and third and fourth and fifth and sixth cup, you kind of just grow accustomed to it. And to this day, I still, like when I take that first drink, I get like a shiver because it's so nasty. But you fight through it and you live to fight another day. But I don't, I don't know the philosophies behind cold brewed coffee. Uh, the fact that it's cold brewed makes me think that cold is, is a part of the brewing process. I don't, again, I don't know if that's just putting ice in the container and then brewing on top of ice or what it, is, what it is exactly that we're doing. But I also, I guess I just, I don't care. So Goose has got the final question of the day. What's up, Goose? Hey, Ryan. Just looking through the notes from training camp. And All right. Things are not looking good for our buddy, Josh Myers. That is true. Just wondering if we should start to be worried now or if this is just part of ironing out the wrinkles. What your thoughts on that are and who you think might be the best person to replace him if we need to. So if you don't know what he's referring to, um, I don't remember if I mentioned it here or not, but Josh Myers has, there's been a bunch of fumbled exchanges between he and Aaron Rodgers to the point where it's it's a little absurd. I, I, I believe it's happened three times in, in like four practices. I think. I'm not positive. However, um, first of all, kind of similar to the, the whole, you know, minimum. In the grand scheme of things, out of the hundred snaps that they've had, three of them ended up in the dirt. It's not the greatest full representation of what he is as a football player. For all I know, he is he is just an elite center right now in terms of actually blocking. So that part of his game, we don't really know where he's at. It is a problem, and you can't put balls in the dirt for sure. But I, I absolutely think that that's something that can get ironed out. I mean, it's one thing to not really be able to pass block or run block. It's another thing to just mentally understand, don't snap it yet, stupid. It's not time. You know, just just understanding, being in the rhythm and understanding the the how these things work. These are things that are learned. The bigger question is going to come down to how good of a blocker is he becoming? But either way, the guy was a second-round pick. He's not going to get replaced. Not right now. I mean, if he has a terrible year, we might start exploring some options, but we don't really have anybody that I know of. I know I had talked to you and you had mentioned somebody like possibly Zach Tom. I don't think that's going to happen just because um, where he's at in terms of them really liking him at tackle. The one guy I would look at is Jake Hansen. Uh, they've been trying him a lot at guard, but I think that really just has to do with the fact that they really like him and they want to try him out somewhere, and he's not going to win the center job because that's obviously Josh Meyer. So they want to give him a chance to compete for something. So they want to see him at right guard to see if he could be better than Royce or, or Sean Ryan or some of these other guys that are there, give him that opportunity. But if if it if push came to shove and Josh Myers really didn't pan out, and you know maybe that has something to do with Lucas Patrick leaving. By the way, is the fact that they felt so comfortable with Jake Hansen as the backup center in a pinch. Again, not going to happen this year. But if things really got out of hand, that would be where things would turn. At this point, I think is with Jake Hansen. That would be my thought. So, anyways, that's it. That's all I got. You folks have yourselves a great day. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.